In the following live session recording, Maria Brannon will share P3, how to intentionally prepare to teach your class. Whether you teach a small or large group of kids, in this session, the listener will hear from a veteran kids minister who shares the three parts of preparation, spiritual preparation, Bible study preparation, and teaching activity preparation. Let's join Maria now. Well, thank you for hanging in here after lunch in the last breakout session in the warm afternoon. Um, but we're going to be up and about a little bit, so I don't know that you're going to have a chance to take a nap um, in here. You got two sticky notes when you came in on your neon yellow sticky note. I want you to write down one of the challenges that either you face or teachers in general face in preparing their lesson. One of the challenges. Then on the pink sticky note, I want you to write a tip that you would give another teacher. You know, what's one of your best tips you would offer up if you were talking to a new teacher in preschool or children's ministry, what would, what would your tip for them be in preparing their lesson? And then when you're done, we're going to have you uh, come over here on this wall, kind of under the Royal Ambassador, and put your challenges over here. And on this wall, we'll put your tips over here. All right. Well, we're, we're going to visit some of the, those challenges. You know, when they asked me to teach on how to intentionally prepare um, to teach our kids on a weekly basis, I thought, you know, Probably a lot of us probably know what we need to be doing on some level to prepare to teach each week with kids. And so probably some of what you hear today, it may not be a brand new revelation to you, but maybe you'll think about it a little differently. So we're going to have a little fun in some of the activities that we do in a, in a few moments. Um, but one to start out just by sharing what I would say would be as I've talked to teachers, served as kids minister, watched leaders and so forth, um, that, that these are at least three, they're not an exhaustive list by any means, but three that I have discovered that are some of the um, challenges and misperceptions here of preparing for a lesson. Um, one, and I, I think I made a lady upset last week when I said this, so I will preface it by saying um, in just a moment. Avoid using Google and Pinterest as a shortcut for our preparation. Now, let me do a disclaimer. I love Pinterest. I have kids ministry Pinterest boards, but when we start here, and this is the main focus of our preparation, I think we've really left God out of the equation in a lot of ways because we've not spent that time in prayer and preparation. We've just gone to, you know, what's the cute activity that we're going to put with our lesson? And we can certainly bring in and supplement with resources, but too often I hear teachers and kids ministry leaders say, well, I just go on Pinterest and see what looks good for Sunday morning to use with my kids. Or I go and just find the new little freebie download of curriculum, and that's what I do, rather than teaching the curriculum that their church has given them. And so that, that has kind of been a, a challenge that I've heard the, um, in the last few years in kids ministry and um, even I was in one of Mark Jones's conferences one time and he talked about that um, in kids ministry how that's kind of on the rise that that just seems to be the go-to place for us to kind of shortcut that preparation process. 
Um, another, and this is no revelation, but we like to think that there is. We like to think that there's an easy silver bullet for teaching kids. You know, I don't know how many times I would have a, a church call me up and they wanted that all perfect teaching curriculum, you know, that they needed to use with, that was going to solve all their problems um, for their kids' programming. And so just knowing right off the bat that we don't have a silver bullet when it comes to preparation, when it comes to teaching kids. There's certainly a lot of best practices that we can use, but there's not that magic silver bullet. We're going to talk about some of the best practices that we can use today. And then this one is probably um, a very common thing for many. It's just the busy lifestyle that, that our families find ourselves in, that we as kids ministry leaders find ourselves in. So these um, would be three of the biggies that I have found today and just talking with multiple leaders and looking uh, with them that are some of our challenges. Let's see what some of you say that your challenges are. Um, carving out time to prepare thoroughly, among other things in life. Just, again, that busy, busy lifestyle. Catching and keeping the kids' attention today. We're going to talk a little about that. Uh, just the time, time again, and our schedule. Um, not having materials for activities in life way. So I don't, does somebody want to elaborate here? Yes, ma'am. Uh, I teach the three, four-year-olds, mm -hmm. and a lot of times there's lots of fun activities to do, mm -hmm. but I don't necessarily have the materials, the whatever they're calling for, to do that activity. So the church may not have purchased it, or it may not be in the local bookstore, is that what you're saying? Well, the church doesn't purchase, I do. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Okay. Yeah. And it's just, some of the things are, I have trouble coming with something that would fit or work on some of the activities. Okay. And I I don't do the Pinterest or mm -hmm. the Google mm -hmm. unless I'm looking for a color page for something sure. special. But sometimes I like the, the sound of the activities that go with the lesson. But, I think, okay, but it's more difficult to do in your class at your church? Where do I find resources? this or where do I get this? Okay, so knowing where to find some of those resources yes, and, and not so forth. Them okay. Okay. readily available. And then time and time, not enough time in the week with other obligations in life. Time, no creativity. Um, not enough time, um, faithful and available and teachable people needed, yes. Um, <laughs> holding their interest. Uh, my teachers are mostly challenged with planning lessons that work with all learning styles and developmental needs. Yes. So, so I think that those are challenges that we can say for the most part that all of us share um, in preparing a lesson. All right. Well, we, what I did was I kind of went out there and go, okay, I've got my list of things that I think we need to do to intentionally prepare. But I went out there to see what some of the, the other experts in kids ministry that some of us may be familiar, you know, what do they say, you know, are some of our, our challenges and what do we need to do when we're preparing. So we're going to have fun with this family feud style, okay? So we're going to create... A family, okay? So you five ladies sitting right here together are a family. Josh, if I can have y'all two move up to the front row. And Nancy, if you'll join that, you will be our other family. If you will get together for just a moment and come up with your family name, okay? So y'all come up with a family name. And Libby is going to be our wonderful one who turns over our answers. <laughs> God's kids? Okay. All right. 
So, um, right here is our buzzer system that you're going to buzz in with. So, we'll need you to send up one person from your team, okay, up here. So, Libby, if you'll cue our music here for us. So, come on, one contestant from each team. <laughs> okay. What do you do? All right, I'm going to show you. All right, just grab one of these right here. All right, we're going to let you practice, first of all. Okay, you pressed it. See, it lights up and lets me know. No, show them. You can't press it over here. She's locked out, you know, of it until I reset it. Now we're going to let her practice. All right, so she was able to, and it's going to lock you out. So you can't. So whoever comes up once I ask um, the question, um, you'll be able to see who can buzz in the fastest. We'll have the answers turned over. And the last time I told them, they were very competitive. They want to go, well, what if we get an answer higher than theirs? Can we, go, can we, can we decide to pass or play? So, yes, you can. So, uh, anyway, so we surveyed the experts. And these um, four answers were found of things that we want to do. And, and take a moment, because this, this, I know that sometimes this may seem like splitting hairs. But see if you can think. This is more of a personal spiritual preparation think about your weekly bible study lesson preparation so i just want to help you out a little bit to help you come up with some of the answers in your category so the experts were surveyed and what are the the four things um, that they recommended that we need to do for spiritual preparation for our lesson all right yes ma'am pray pray oh, i was gonna say that <laughs> All right, let's see. That is um, that is our response right here. Oh, that's not number one? Or does it well, matter? It doesn't matter. It was just kind of the, the order that came. Okay. So, would you like to see if you can come up with one higher? Sure. Okay, all right. We'll give you just a moment to do that. Um, I said, sure. It didn't mean I had one, but I <laughs> Okay, um, think of every child, go over your, in your mind, in your heart, every, the name of all your kids that you're teaching in your room. Is that too long? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let, let me just say, that may fall under another category. Oh, so oh, anyway, oh. so they get to decide whether you're going to play or pass. Play, play, play. <laughs> from your chairs over here. I'm not going to walk and give you a hug. <laughs> so so, so t tell us what are three other things we can do to spiritually prepare. And just from our chairs? Mm -hmm. Yes. And do we go in line or just... However y'all want to do. We're real flexible with this. Um, organization. Okay. Well, that is a good one. It doesn't fall under this category. <laughs> She said organization. Okay. All right. I want to say study the like God's word, the lesson, the biblical, the Bible content. I tried to see if I could give it to you. It's falling in another category. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say meditate on your lesson and read the Bible and actually study God's Word and how to integrate that into the point, how to bring that into the point of the direction that it gets. 
It's very close. Y'all are dancing all around it because of the next category that goes very, very much with it. So I'm going to let y'all have this one right here. You have to remember to stay in that certain category. Yes. So I'm going to kind of give y'all, y'all talking about, okay. yeah, and, and it, it goes together, but you'll kind of see some of the, the differences. Okay. Yes, see if you can come up with it. On the spiritual, yes. And I know sometimes we put these categories together, so that's probably what's making a difference. So just think about your answers, and you're probably going to use them in a few minutes. So. Does anybody else on the team have another one they want to try before we pass to the other team to see if they can come up with one? Mentally get yourself prepared. Mentally and spiritually get your heart prepared, get your mind prepared. It's close. Is that? No, not quite. So, other ones. And, it, and, and it's hard. Do what now? Yes, they got three strikes. Asking God for direction in preparing the lesson. That goes under prayer, doesn't it? Yeah, oh, I'm yeah it's kind of it's kind of right here. It kind of goes with those right that here. Says, don't lean. Really? Yeah, like, okay, that's so right. Do <laughs> All right, here. If you'll go ahead and turn them over. All right. Say. Be very intentional in your spiritual time. So you're being very intentional to have that spiritual preparation time and making the time because that's such a huge challenge. We've got to be very intentional for our other one. And then just to be still in our life. And so y'all were very close, but it's closer marriage. Maybe some of you are. <laughs> um, so let's look at this and, and what some of this means. Um, we'll go ahead and... Um, yes. Be right here. Yes. Be intentional and teach from the overflow. Um, I found this quote by our good friend Bill Emiot um, across the road, um, across the hallway um, that Bill gave when he wrote a blog article about preparing. He said, "I've often said that God wants to speak to the kids in our class from the overflow of what He's teaching in your heart." Spiritual and biblical preparation allow God to use your comings and goings to bring the biblical text you're teaching to life. No prep equals no opportunity for God to teach you. You teach better when you're prepared the biblical content and taking the time to pray and meditate on the passage you're teaching. Then you'll be teaching from the overflow. I don't know about the teachers at your church, but this would be what I'd have sometime when I would, uh, um, one time when I was serving um, as kids minister as an interim at our church. The Sunday school teacher, she breezed in. I was down in the kids area. The first worship, the 830 worship service was going on, and I was down in the kids area preparing and set, getting set up for Sunday morning. She goes, do you have a copy of the book? Um, she said, I forgot mine this morning. Can I take it with me and look over the lesson in the worship service up there? So one, she hadn't even looked at the lesson. She hadn't brought her book to church. And she was going to try to, as she was already late for the worship service, to sit in there during the worship service and just kind of glance through it. And she wasn't the substitute teacher. Now, she was the regular she teacher. She also was missing what the preacher was saying. She was. She was missing that. So y'all probably don't have those <laughs> things happen at your church. But... When I read, even though we know this in our head, as I was reading over that, what Bill thought, I thought, you know, when we don't take that time to just really be super intentional, 
um, to look at that, prepare our hearts earlier during the week. Um, we miss that opportunity for God to teach from the overflow of what He's teaching us in our lives. You know, so I, you know, I thought that that was, um, even though it's something we knew, I thought it was still very much a challenge um, to us. And then the the be still, and I, and I will confess that is one of my biggest challenges because you know we've got a lot going on in our lives. I mean, you know, when we we talk about you know maybe the jobs that we work, the ministries that we're involved in, there's always a long to-do list. <laughs> um, it seems like that to-do list just keeps getting populated. You know? And then you add our families, whether it's kids or grandkids or parents that we're taking care of. So that's on our plates. Um, and then everything else that is on our plates, and we could probably fill in a lot of blanks, but those are two biggies, families and our jobs or ministries that are on the plate. So so I struggle with this, and this is something that God's been working on me in, um, in this year, in 2019, just to be still and know that I'm God. Because we talked about our time, part of our time thing is, we just are not taking the time to intentionally be still because our lives are moving at such a rapid pace. Um, we get up and our mind's already got all this stuff that it's just downloading that we need to do during the day. So th- th- this, like I said, has been my big challenge that God's personally working on me um, with this year. And I've got this little quote uh, that I have to remind myself. It says, be still and know that I'm in, I am God. And then it's got the tagline, the world will wait. You know? we just got to put the world on hold while we do take that time to be intentionally spend, uh, spend this time with God. I don't know if your life reflects this or not, but I thought that this song from um, Johnny Diaz um, called Breathe really reflects a lot of where we are. The alarm clock is screaming. Our bare feet hit the floor. It's off to the races. Everybody out the door. I'm feeling like I'm falling behind. It's a crazy life. 90 miles an hour going fast as I can, trying to push a little harder, trying to get the upper hand. So much to do and so little time. It's a crazy life. It's ready, set, go. It's another wild day. And when the stress is on the rise in my heart, I feel you say, just breathe. Come and sit and rest at my feet and be, just be. And I think that this whole thing of being still is why some of us then feel the challenge that there's no time because... We forgot how to be still before God and make that part of our preparation process because this is this is where we want to start. <laughs> you know, we look over here. Okay, what activities that I need to do? What am, you know those kinds of things, but but we've kind of formed this other area, the the spiritual preparation part, and then not leaning on our own understanding. Um, verse that's very familiar to many of us: Proverbs three, five, and six to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. Um, and there are just things in life, in our spiritual life, that may be going on. Or sometimes we get that lesson and going, okay, God, you know the kids I have in my class? Not quite sure how I'm going to make this connect this week. But just not leaning on our own understanding. And then, of course, prayer. And not that any of these are more important than the other. That's just kind of the, the order that they were. Um, but the, the huge importance of praying. Um, and, there, and there's many different ways. Uh, I like this because sometimes we can get, 
I hate to use the word stale, but we can get stuck in a rut in our routine. So when I saw uh, this, uh, Jeremy Carroll offered this up from Lifeway Kids of several different ways that we can pray to prepare. He said to prepare my own heart to receive God's word. To pray that I would rightly understand and handle God's word as we are teaching our kids. That I would be able to prepare and plan well and be able to clearly communicate the truth from God's word. Um, then that, to pray that the Holy Spirit would prepare the hearts of the children who will be in my group this week um, to be ready to hear and receive God's Word. Pray for them by name. Some of you had kind of alluded to that um, with the prayer, I think. And pray that this se- session's biblical truth will take deep root in each kid's heart. And then pray that I would be sensitive to the moving of the Holy Spirit for when to follow my plan and when to adjust course. You know, uh, sometimes we got our plan and we think it sounds really good. (laughs) And then sometimes God's got another plan. You know, and I know there's positive chasing rabbits and, and, and then just kids that are chasing rabbits. But for us just to be sensitive of God saying, okay, maybe put this activity to the side. This kid's asked this question, you know, and it's important that we spend time. Um, with this, so so putting those to the side. All right, we've got our next category um, on the intentional Bible study preparation. So next team members who are going to come up and represent your team. So somebody else from the team, from this team? come up. Okay. All right, somebody else. Now show me how this. Okay, just just press it. Just press it. All right. Okay. <laughs> Took me a while. Okay, so pick up your thing and just test it. Just push. All right, so y'all kind of see how it goes, uh-huh. and then y'all will be blocking each other out. So you gotta think quick and press it quick. So okay, so you kind of see where we're kind of going. So mm-hmm. think, hint, hint. Maybe think of some of those things that you shared earlier. Some mm-hmm. of them might mm-hmm. dovetail in here. So Bible study preparation. And when I say Bible study, this is the text of your lesson. Okay. So the Bible study preparation. We've um, looked at some of what top experts say, and we've got five answers here. So what did they say? Yes, ma'am. Read your lesson before the morning that you get to church. Organize ahead of time. Okay, let's see. (laughs) Let me see which one that one. Okay. All right, that is number two. Woo! Okay, so that that's what it says. Read the read the lesson, okay? Okay. Read your Bible. Study your Bible. Right up here. the text, the biblical text, mm-hmm. and reading the text from uh-huh. your Bible mm-hmm. before we start reading, you know, what all the lesson's going to say. Mm-hmm. All right, do y'all want to play or pass? We're playing. All right. <laughs> so we've got well, three other responses. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Prayer. Prayer. <laughs> <laughs> she was she said that before she saw, so good. Yeah. All right. Um, I would say... Pray over each child in your class and be specific in your prayer for that. That's child. gonna kinda of be yeah. yeah. All right, okay. so we'll have to count that in X. Okay. That's an X. Okay. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, we got one. We can't help you at this point. Um <coughs> uh, read background passage, other passages. 
connecting us uh, right now. Other passages. You're 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 right right on top. We'll let you go ahead and have it. It's this one right here. Other passages. They're related to your age. We're just going to say, do some of that. Okay. We'll, yes. we'll give you that. It was close. This is um, using a commentary, Bible dictionary, other resources to help us prepare. Yes, there's one more after one that more. one. Okay. Oh, that one. Yes. Greek and Hebrew. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that one. Google. Google. <laughs> Google. 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 No, that would not be the answer here. I don't know what it's name. So do you? I mean, how many times did I get? Y'all got what? Is that two? Two X's. So one more. I want to say somebody there. Make sure you understand it on the age, for the age of the children you're teaching. Very close with some other okay. categories. Oh, we're going to have to do. Okay, Libby, you'll turn over the last one. This is something you may or may not be aware of. Do you want the other team to try to guess it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If y'all want, that's right. They haven't done it yet. Okay. Do y'all want to guess? Um, let's see. Um, have all your have your have a timeline for your you know, the time together with the children. You know what, how much time you're going to have for each. Um, I'm gonna have to say it's an X, and, uh, but it's gonna be a right answer uh, somewhere else. <laughs> some type of activity for the Bible study. This is it. Use Lifeways Weekly. Do you know that? That with all three no. curriculums, uh -uh. that Lifeway has a weekly video. teaching video overview of the scriptures. Just a little. Even for the Gospel Project? Mm -hmm. Do they have that for the Gospel Project? They do. They do. On the Lifeway site. No, no, no. what? On the website. They do. Um, sometimes, if you don't know where you're looking, it can be a little more difficult, but they have one for Bible Stage for Life, for Explore the Bible, and for the Gospel Project. So, oh. um, Sorry. Does anybody use that, or does anybody know what I'm talking about? No, no, you didn't know that that was such a thing. Okay. Have any of your teachers used yeah. it? I, I mean, not that I know of. Okay. They couldn't just be surprised. Maybe. Okay. And so um, I do not have that direct link, but um, if you'll get my email and I can send you the direct link for whichever of the Explore the Bible, Bible Studies for Life or Gospel projects that you use where you can see that and make use. It's usually, I think, like five to ten minutes, just kind of depending. the kids like to act out the Bible. So the Bible now, that would kind of sit your kids down before you get started. Yeah, the, 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 this this is more just for you. These are things that just you are doing right here for the Bible study preparation. So let's look at those in a little more detail here. So reading the text from the Bible, um, whatever Bible translation that you personally use, reading the text um, from the Bible, maybe even picking up and reading it from two or three different translations during the week um, for you. Um, for part of your quiet time. And we talked about prayer again as we're reading the scriptures again. So much of these are kind of woven together, but praying for God's understanding as you're reading over those the scripture passages and so forth, um, thinking about it, meditating on it. Um, 
And then reading, as we talked about, the, the leader Bible study and the leader guide, um, Lifeway, always offers us some extras for, the, for us as leaders, as teachers, to read in the study material. So reading over that portion of the lesson. And then pulling and using um, a commentary, a Bible dictionary, other Bible study resources. The great thing is we don't have to own a whole set of Bible commentaries today. There's so many great online resources. You know, my dad and my mom have been teaching the senior adult Sunday school class at their church until they turned into senior adults. You know, <laughs> I mean, they've been teaching. Them. And I can remember dad has his expositor's Bibles and he would go pull those. And, you know, and I would see him using those when, when I was a child. So they had their big set. Um, but but using those extra resources for us as we're preparing the lesson. And then, as I mentioned, the LifeWay weekly teaching video, um, like Jeremy Carroll, I think, William Summey does the Bible studies for life. Jeremy Carroll does the, um, I think he does the Gospel Project, yeah, um, and so forth. So it's just a short, but they just kind of give an overview of the scripture and so forth. So it's just an extra help that can be, um, be you, and you could listen to it or watch it, you know, as you're doing other things even, you know, just to be able to take that in and see that each week. The videos. Do what now? Our church orders the videos, and it has all the categories on there. It's got like a music section, the Bible section. The and this is different. This is different. This is not what the kids see. This is not. This is for you, the teacher. Yes. It's just basically, it's a no frills. They're just sitting at a table, kind of standing there, and they're just going over the scripture for the week for you. So it's just for you as the teacher to see, to help you out um, with that. Um, so I like this. I was telling Bill, I said, I stole your idea, or I shared your idea in here, but Bill laughed. He said, the, the days that I'm doing good, <laughs> the weeks that I'm doing good, this is how he broke it down. You know, he said, sometimes it's just five to ten minutes a day. But he said, reading the text from your Bible on day, on day one, you know, breaking it down for our teachers. You know, for the passage that the kids are going to be studying, it's only going to take them five or ten minutes to read that passage. Um, even if you know the story, one of the leaders I had in another conference goes, well, yeah, if you, if you don't know the Bible story. And I'm thinking, no, you still need to <laughs> read the scripture, even if you heard the Bible story before. <laughs> um, day two, um, read the leader Bible study in your leader's guide. Day three, reread the text in a different translation. And a paraphrase can help you um, with that or just maybe to hear it a little differently. Day four, choose a favorite commentary to read and consider. Or day five, read and review the Bible account as it will be presented in your session. You know, go back over the curriculum. Um, even practice how you're going to tell that Bible story, you know, um, with the kids. So that Bill said that was just one way to creatively kind of put it, you know, divide your preparation throughout the week, spend a little bit of time. And that makes it a little easier for God to teach from the overflow when we start reading it on Monday or Tuesday during the week as opposed to, oh, it's Saturday Six o'clock, maybe I ought to pick pick up my book, you know, and look at what today's lesson's going to be. So a little more intentionality with that. All right, then our next one, intentional teaching and activity preparation. Who are going to be our volunteers for that? Someone come up there, Sandra. They come up. You and I. You and I have already gone. So it's one of those. Go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all want to test it a little bit? Oh, look, look at that! 
because she's okay. locked you out. All right, we'll let you practice. All right, there yours is. Okay. All right, so these, this is where most of our folks start out if they are spending time preparation. That, that they start out with, okay, what's the activities I'm gonna do in the classroom with the kids? You know, what's this teaching and action preparation, activity preparation? That's where they start with rather than over here at the beginning of the week with the spiritual and Bible study. So these are the five answers, and let me tell you, though, these are very broad categories because when I started out, there were ten of them. Oh. And I thought, the giant game floor mat doesn't have that many spaces. So I kind of combined them. I kind of combined them where you would have ten different ones. So you got five on that one, too? Yes, yes ma'am. There's five right here. So some of them are combined categories, so okay. just know that. All right, so... Um, consulted the experts, and with teaching and activity preparation, what are some of the top five things we need to be doing? <coughs> yes, ma'am. Um, have your materials prepared and ready. Okay, having teeth. Let me see which one we it's can up work there. with. It's up there. It's up there. <laughs> yeah. Number one. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. All right, say, say yours again where I can best do. Um, having your materials prepared and okay. ready. Number two. All right. Um, setting up your timeline as to how much time you're going to spend on each activity and do you have all your materials that you need and Okay. It is a good answer. <laughs> okay. That is going to Fourth one right here. I'll take a little peek yeah. before I turn it in. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to play? Yes. Yeah. 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 So see how much was combined on this one. Play in your session. You know, yeah. tell the Bible story, early arrival activities, the class flow. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all that planning. Okay. Right there. So are y'all gonna play? We're gonna or pass? play. We're gonna play. You're gonna play. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Team over here. Okay, so what responses would you say? Um, I can now do X's with this. Two more. Two more. Two, I, 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 
I'm out. That's all I knew. Um, make sure there's no allergies to the items you're carrying. Any what? Allergies. Because a lot of people have allergies to a lot of different Good things. things. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. And that is a very important one, but it is yeah. not on the yeah. list. Yeah. This is more yeah. like, yeah. yeah. I, I, would, I would say that would fall more here so because we had so yes. many things. So, so that's, that's two. two. I mean, that's two. Things I didn't know Let's see if I can combine this into one of these. <laughs> see if we can make that a right answer. <laughs> yeah, that, that actually, we're going to talk about that up here. Sorry. That was the main So is that the third one? Yes, that was your third one. Oh, yeah. All right, so, so y'all have a chance to see if y'all can turn over one of the other ones. Well, I have one. I know that I do with my class, you know, take the, the Bible story and bring it to a current day application. And I do a lot of role, let them do role playing as far as getting them the intentional act, teaching and activity. And I figure that's an activity that they bring it home mm -hmm. to them. And, and, and this is in some of these it's right of here, those. yeah, and right That's here. So, but that is, I know there's so many combined. All right, Libby, if you'll turn over our our other ones. Since you said ten, she did a lot of combined. Yeah. Use an outline. What does he say? Use an outline. Or outline. Or outline. Or outline. And, and we're going to talk about that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Last one is. Oh, this is important. Uh, oh, I know why I didn't get that one. <laughs> I'm sorry, read that. I have to clear. Arrive to class early. Okay. Yeah, so that, that that's part of our, our preparing. That, so and so that was part of preparation. Yeah. We have to make concerted, intentional plans to arrive to class early. I, I will tell you, my husband sure does. He's, he teaches senior adults, but. They will tell you that he's late sometimes. <laughs> I have a four-year-old, so am I. <laughs> All right. Know the kids, their generation, their age group characteristics, learning styles, and personalities. That is a lot. But um, I think a simple way of saying that is that we just need to know the kids that we're teaching. That that We've got to know that as we start our preparation, as we're looking over the lesson. Sometimes the lesson, um, I hear people say, there's just too much stuff to do some weeks, you know, in here. And knowing which activities are going to work best, you know, or do we need to adapt it? Um, like, I was doing a teaching activity Wednesday night um, at church, and I had all boys Wednesday night. I had the boys class Wednesday night. And we were um, playing an activity that the lesson plan called for, Lifeway called for a ball to use. Well, these are boys that fit the definition of energetic boys, every single one of them, I think, except for one or two in that class. The vast majority of them did. So, because I know boys and I know some of their personalities, I used a beanbag instead. Because you see, a beanbag won't so, keep, it, it lands, right. and it won't bounce, because they took great pride in overthrowing the oh, person they were supposed to. Uh -huh. So, you know, then they giggle, and it goes all around the room, you know. 
and I have to refocus it. Inflate the ball. That's right. So I've kind, I've, I've kind of lost the point of the activity with some of them. So I know, I know, I know their personality. So we use the bean bag. Ping pong balls work well too. But yeah. They don't really fly that far, and they don't hurt. What kind of ball? Now. Ping pong ball. The ping pong oh, yeah, balls, and, and it depends on you know depends on the activity. So so that was one example of how I did. But um, as I was doing research, um, sometimes we're not taking into account the generation of kids that our kids fall into. Um, the kids that we teach at church today are Gen Z, according to Pew Research, and the age ranges can vary depending on which researcher um, that you talk to um, or read their articles. So, in 2019, it says Gen Z are ages seven to 22. So, what's the generation that's younger than seven? I, I haven't heard a flag on that. Have you, Josh? Have you heard a label yet? I, I haven't heard a label yet. Yeah, the unknowns. Yeah, the unknowns. You talk about my child, hyper incredible. <laughs> and so, yeah, the Instagram. So I, I think it's very important um, that we know some of these characteristics. So I was reading um, Tim Elmore's blog, some of his blog articles as he talked about that, and I pulled out just a few things that I thought are very applicable for us in kids ministry. He said, "Be faster at the feedback." Our tweens and students are used to it with online games and applications. And I don't, I'm not going to go there with probably how young our kids have these online games, but let's, for sake of discussion, we'll talk about our tweens and students. That they're playing these video games, they're participating in these activities, you know, and they instantly know how well they're doing in those games, how well they're doing in those activities. You know, they'll get a little reward for it, you know, that, those kinds of things. So they get that instant feedback. So... Thinking about that, so how could we translate that into teaching kids? Well, sometimes we just may need to break it up sometime and give them feedback a little bit quicker, you know, on, on how they're doing things. Um, be flexible. Somebody mentioned that in an earlier category, that be flexible. Can we flex our methods of delivery or communication to current needs or needs that pop up? What are some current things in the news that have happened lately? Oh, the, shootings. Shootings. the shootings. The shootings. The shooting in Noonan was actually my friend, the one that got shot at that place. In mm -hmm. It was in the Noonan Times Herald. He got shot. Um, there was apparently a guy that was up there, and he was aggravating the patrons and uh, cussing out like the owner and everything. And security kicked him out. And my friend was outside at his car, and the guy threatened to go get a gun. My friend had a gun, had a rifle in his car, so he got in the front seat and just grabbed his rifle. The guy snuck around to the front of his car and just started shooting him. And he got out of the car and just stole the rifle from him and shot him again with his own gun. And how is he right now? He was lifelighted to Atlanta. He's he's in critical but stable right now. So this is very real life for you yeah. and, and, and for perhaps people in your church that, that, that know that family. You know, so sometimes it may be in our own communities, our own church family, and it may be in the media, the news there. And so, and our kids know about it because of not only do they hear parents talking about it or hear the adults in their life, but they just have instant access to it's so much Facebook. information. That's right. It, it, it's on and social media. Facebook. Yeah, it's social media. Sure, sure. Exactly. You have to prepare them for it, though, too. So you mm -hmm. have to talk about it. You have to say, this is what you do in an emergency situation, which puts that in their mind, too. You know, so. Our church just bumped up security. We're now on electronics lock systems, and on Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights, 
all the doors lock automatically and we have security standing at every single door mm -hmm. on Sunday mornings and nights. And it, ha and it has. It's changed our, our church campuses. Um, looks different for our different communities, but it definitely, those kinds of things have definitely um, helped, you know, um, affected our church campuses. But since you had a personal thing, um, let's just stop and say a prayer for, for their family and for y'all's. Josh, do you mind wording a short prayer for their family? Hey, Father, I... Um, first off, thank you for who you are, God, that you are a God that we can come to you at any time, at any point, um, and share our, our concerns and our thanksgiving and our prayers to you. God, I looked at this family as um, a tragic event has taken place, and God, one is injured. Um, God, I pray that right now that you, one, comfort that family, allow them to just feel your presence with them, to know that you're there to comfort God them and give them peace. God, I pray for the doctors and the nurses and the medical staff that are treating and taking care of this individual. God, I pray that um, you give them the wisdom and the guidance to lead them in whatever they need to do so that way this patient can have a swift and speedy recovery and get back home to a normal life. God, we pray for them. Um, God, I pray that, and I thank you for being the ultimate um, healer and the ultimate physician. Um, God, and I pray that you just do it the a miracle, an unthinkable, um, and heal him um, at this time. God, we thank you for, again, who you are and what you're continuing to do and what you're going to do. And you're never pray. Thank you very much. I do have to say, I'm glad I don't go out the bars anymore. I'd rather stay home. <laughs> yeah, it's safer. Somewhat. Yeah. Um, yeah. I bartended for 14 years in the Tri-City area of the East Point College Park in Hateville. Mm. I've been threatened in any way you can think of. <laughs> you are safer at home. <laughs> that's that's also why I, I'm from South Georgia. There's not a whole lot to do except for ride four-wheelers four and shoot, so I'm really good at that. So that's also why I carry. So, good job. But, but being flexible with our kids, so when prayer requests like that come up and so forth, that we can be sensitive to that. Um, break our class up into smaller segments, and by that I mean um, smaller spurts of activities, if you want to say that, but, but constantly be changing up our teaching methods and changing what's going on. Um, even, um, I thought this was quite interesting, Tim Elmore gave this um, illustration um, of of what that looked like. He said the former Rams coach Jeff Fisher, uh, Fisher learned rapidly that splitting up his two-hour meetings into four 30-minute meetings resulted in more engaged players. He got more engaged attendees when he allowed them in his situation to get a social media fix, you know, every half hour. Um, and even though that's not what we're after, you know, the kids to have another social media fix, I thought the principle applied to us. You know, that the age old um, kind of rule of thumb is what's a kid's attention span? A minute for every year of age. You know, um, I think some of us, especially with our older kids and tweens, we would wonder if we even have that at times, um, mm -hmm. depending on personality. I, I'm not sure that's applicable now that Internet has come up. Yes, and, and the, the constant changes that they see, mm -hmm. whether it be social media, whether it be online, the gaming they do, the different things. But, but breaking up our, our teaching activities into smaller segments instead of trying and changing up what that looks like. Um, finding a way to incorporate things digitally. Um, this is a generation, these kids have never grown up at a time not knowing 
about Google and Siri. I mean, that's their go-to, you know, for this generation. Well, let's just Google it. Let's ask Siri, you know. Uh, I mean, that's that's literally that that's literally their response, you know. And and I have an 18 year old son, and we would be sitting around talking. I said, he goes, well, let's just Google it, Mom, right now, you know. And yes, I Google stuff, but you know, my brain just doesn't go there all the time as quickly. Yeah, as a first, you know. Sometimes we talk about it, you know. But my brain, but that's like a default because they're the digital natives, you know. We're we're immigrants. We've had to. They've been using that term for a good while that we've had to learn to use technology but they've just grown up with it yeah. you know this is part of I came up with a game that they actually like doing and it's non-digital but they're used to that competition mm -hmm. playing games and stuff mm -hmm. you take divide the divide them into two teams and take the jumbo popsicle sticks mm -hmm. and write out the Bible verse each mm -hmm. word on the sticks two times and then you put a pile of sticks in the middle and the teens, depending on how big they are, how young they are, the older ones can run to the middle and each kid gets a popsicle stick and then at the end they all have to put the Bible verse together. Mm -hmm. And then the younger ones, they don't do the whole middle thing. You just give each of them the popsicle sticks and they can put the Bible verse together and then yeah. the one that wins gets a prize. And that's a great change-up type activity to work on their scripture verse and so forth, whether um, those are great ideas to do relay races and so forth. So you can do multiple type things, but that's a great example of kind of changing up the activity um, that you're doing with them. But but there are ways for us to incorporate things digitally. Um, sometimes we may use... A like Kahoot, which is online. I don't know if how many of you are familiar with that. A lot of teachers use it, but it's an online game that you can um, set up and that you're that you can play with a couple of apps for them to give responses and do reviews. Um, empower them to create. The more that we can empower them to mix up and match ideas, and then create an idea that represents them, the sooner they'll engage in the project. So give them more ideas and add, you know let them have a little more creativity, especially with our tweens. Um, can be a great way to teach them. Um, prepare your teaching activities. Gather supplies ahead of time. That's where a lot of us start, you know, looking through what are going to be our teaching activities, what are going to be our supplies that we need. Get those ahead of time. And that may look very different for different ones of us. Some of us have a fully stocked resource room at church, and we know what's in there. And we just know, we can look at a lesson, oh, I just got to pick up one thing at my house, you know, and take it um, to church. Others are not blessed with that um, but you may have a few supplies in your classroom at church and you know what's there um, but this is the thing where it really benefits to look ahead of time and to know um, I love the suggestion that that Mark Jones um, at, at Mr. Mark's classroom that he suggests he said I like to just go through and look a whole month at a time you know, not a week at a time, but just scan it real quick and look a whole month at a time and see what are the things that I'm going to need this month. That way, as I'm out and about and different things, you can be looking for those or maybe you go, oh, my friend so-and-so's got that, you know, can, can I borrow it? But it's really hard to do some of these creative activities, you know, if we wait till Saturday night because we go, oh, that would be so much fun, but I really don't want to go out to Walmart <laughs> this late at night, you know, or, oh, <laughs> But maybe we're tired and we're in for the night. Yeah. But, you know, or it's too late to call my friend to ask them if they'll bring this to church in the morning. So. You have people calling you on Saturday night? Are you the person they call on Saturday night? Yeah, I go like, I don't think so. <laughs> 
And they go like, oh, it ain't gonna take you long to look. They'll see me with it, probably. Um, using an outline or cue cards. And um, this is a preparation tip that can help us be more focused on the kids in the classroom. Because how many times um, do teachers or do we take the whole curriculum book into the classroom. You know, we've maybe made our notes and highlighted them, but we're having to go back to our book and flip and go, okay, when's this next activity, you know? And and we're really not familiar enough in our mind about what comes next. So I love using either an outline or cue cards. A um, couple of different ways you can use an outline. Um, Mark Jones, again, he said that he likes putting his in his Bible, just kind of a half a sheet, and he'll put the talking points, you know, just kind of insert it in his Bible so he's got it there as he's telling the Bible story, knowing what that next activity. And he said, I can just kind of follow along, but it lets me be more engaged with the kids. I'm not having to you know, look and figure out where I am now. And of course, the kid's coming up with something to do while I'm looking and figuring out what I'm going to do. Um, another um, friend of mine, um, she gave me this idea, and I've used it a lot of times because kids don't often pay attention to what's written on a dry erase board unless you call their attention to it. So sometimes just writing down cue phrases or the activity that's coming next so that you and your teachers can just look up at the board and know, okay, we're doing the Bible story here, then I go into the scripture verse game, then I'm doing this next teaching activity. I, I've used that. I had a team I was working with this summer at our church where I was teaching the lesson, but they were assisting each night. So this let them know what activity was coming next and they were already ready to jump on it and go with it because I had written the outline um, for the lesson on the board and they had that or you know kids are watching so many television shows you know live reality shows they're they're all the time using cue cards you know so just having those large cue cards if you've got that um, with some of your activities or even with um, telling some of the stories and so forth using those along with your Bible how you know you're not having to go back to a book. So it just makes it a lot easier. And that whole preparation of preparing your outline and the cue cards just further helps you cement that lesson in your mind. So that's a tip that, that I've started using more is just having that with me at, at all times. It's um, even easier to do the outline and cue cards. Mm -hmm. I bought, um, anytime I have to do a speech, I'll do cue cards. And I bought uh, a pack of rainbow colored Sharpie pens. Mm -hmm. And each talking point I put in a different color so I can easily... You color coordinate it for that, yep. I have to. I'm ADHD. It all looks the same if I don't. So, so that, that's a way that's helped you do that. Mm -hmm. All right, then planning the session, telling the Bible story, um, portion so there's a lot of you know planning that flow we talked about you know how's it going to go that class flow what are we going to transition to one thing to another um, the bible story sometimes we're very familiar with that bible story um, but do we actually spend time practice telling the bible story to ourselves to the dog to the mirror <laughs> riding along in the car you know do, do, do we do that ahead of time um, so um, how important that is for us to be able to engage the kids with telling the Bible story. Um, having those early arrival activities for the kids. Did y'all have kids that get there way before anybody else? We don't yeah. allow them in the classroom until 15 minutes before the start time. Okay. Sometimes some teachers go, but I have so-and-so's kids because they're setting up in preschool or I have the minister's kids that get there early uh, on a Sunday morning. So that's the time that I tell teachers, 
your early arrival activities, but even sometimes we have to have extra early arrival. So those are great times for Bible skill games that you can just have out for them to do something that they can do, an activity they can do independently. Maybe it's an activity, work on their books of the Bible, work on the scripture verse that you had last Sunday in Sunday school, put out that activity again. So just thinking through those things, knowing when they're going to be there. You know, sometimes you go every single week. They come in 15, 20 minutes early. I'm trying to set up for my Sunday school room. Uh, I've got one set of teachers. They um, retired and she goes in on Wednesday afternoon or Thursday morning and she sets up her classroom for Sunday morning, you know. And so not all of us can do that with our life schedule. But the important thing is just being prepared, setting it up ahead of time, um, planning for those early arrival activities. Uh, and then arriving to class early. Mm-hmm. How, how, how many of you that that can sometimes be a challenge um, for teachers in your area? Okay, sometimes it's because we've got family members, you know, um, that are traveling with us um, for whatever reason. But making that important because what we know, like I have to, I have to eat my supper extra quick on Wednesday night because I know some of those kids are going to get up there earlier in the kids area and they're going to come up with their own activity to do so i want them doing the activity i have planned for them to do um, before it gets out of control so so just arriving being there early being there to greet the first kid that comes in our class and our kids ministry area Um, and those are just some of the the different articles and um, so forth that i use so i want to know now what were some of your great tips as we wrap up our time? Because we've got, we're right at time, right? We still have, yeah, about 15. I got 15 minutes. Well, 13. Okay. I was thinking maybe I was out of time. Okay. No. So we've got our ones over here. All right. So this is one of the ones a tip to another teacher um, be passionate about what we do, about teaching kids. Ask for help. Um, that, that is something because there's lots of teachers um, that teach at our church who could offer us a lot of great help. Um, make it fun. Um, make it fun engaging for the kids. And there are a lot of fun activities, that, teaching activities that we can do with our kids. Study before and after um, the story in your Bible and the lesson so that you can answer questions. That's great. Study the passages before, the passages after. That's a great one, um, especially if you have inquisitive children in your class. Okay, um, be prepared for allowing God. Oh, God. What does it say? And kids. Uh, okay, be prepared for. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't read that. Oh, I'm sorry, mine. Oh, it might not be mine, but I can probably oh, no. read it. Be prepared for allowing God and the children to lead. Okay, so, so allowing God to lead in our classroom, being sensitive to those questions the kids are asking and so forth. Um, integrate videos, games, crafts, and other creative ways to teach the lesson. So we talked about being flexible and really changing it up because of their attention span, using that to, to, to teach the lesson. Pray before and ask for the Lord's guidance throughout. Um, and even if nothing goes as planned, you know, uh, we've all had, had those times that just praying for God's leading to, um, throughout the whole class. Prayerfully pray for God to guide and teach each week's lesson. Yes, being sensitive to God's lead. Um, start preparing on Sunday. So I'm guessing the Sunday before. All right, since class ends. That's a great time, though. Seriously, because um, getting with your co-teacher, 
and talking about next week's lesson for a few minutes, that quick touch phase, that's a great tip. Um, make it fun and exciting. Pray. We've got a lot of prayer. We, we, We've covered them with prayer. That's right, we have. Um, start early to prepare. So those are all great tips, and um, many of them just really go and integrate with, with what we've done. Um, any any questions, any tips that you have? Um, I've got my um, card up here. Um, if you want to pick that up and you can um, email me, there's my email address there if you want um, want that. But I have enjoyed being with y'all, um, and y'all are a great group to work with. So thank y'all very much. Yes, ma'am. Did you buy that game thing there? And if we want to adapt a game of Family Feud, mm -hmm. you know, Bible Family Feud or whatever, mm -hmm. where did you buy that? Where did you get that? I did not buy it. Our church already had it. Oh, okay. um, but this is the company. It's called Fun Buzzer, and there's their website and information. Oh, okay. Um, I'm just um, I'm just the recipient because yeah. it was already there at my church that I that I get to use. And she lived it around for a long time because my kids were small. They used it for Bible games at our church. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so you can use things like this, and I mean, it comes with multiple units. I just brought two um, of the units with them, but you can use tap lights, you can use bells. There are apps that have buzzers to them where you don't even have to, you know, spend the money. There's all we've used apps with our kids and just put two smartphones up there sometime, and they get all the different creative sounds and everything. So that's a that's an inexpensive way to do it. Easy to set up and good icebreaker game especially at, when you promote for the next mm -hmm. year it's called I like my friends who or God loves my friends who and you put all the chairs in a circle facing each other and there's one less chair than there is kids and the person in the middle has to say something like I like my friends who use toilet paper because they know everybody's gonna have to get up and run to a different seat and whoever's left has to say it so you get to they get to know each other mm -hmm. we played it as a teenager and I when I was in high school we used to play it in youth group yeah but my kids, the kids at um, my church love it. I'm the children's director, so I'm the one that they all call for help. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, be still and be in prayer. That's right. I can all right. Be still until after well, thank y'all very much. Thank you. Thank you.